Before we even get to the, the Yankees right now, how weird has it been for you doing these games? Like, I guess you're doing them from Yankee Stadium while they're playing and wherever they're playing. I mean, how, how strange is that for you? Well, you know, to be honest, I'm, I'm just doing the pre- and post-game shows this year. They're going to keep uh, Michael, David Cohn at the stadium, and Paul at his house doing I the see. actual game. In the game. basement. So, Studio oh, yeah, 20. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's in the basement in Columbus. Right, right. Yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of going back and forth. I spent last week uh, actually physically in the studio, uh, in the studio and Jack Curry will be in the studio tonight, and I'll be working from my home in uh, North Jersey. Okay. I'll tell you, Paul O'Neill has some collection, man. I mean, that's one thing I've learned throughout this baseball season, John, is like some of the things he has in that basement are incredible, man. Yeah, the, the Joe DiMaggio bat last oh. night, that's just like off the charts. I mean, I, you know, I think most of us collected some, some pretty cool autographs along the way, but to have a DiMaggio bat signed is pretty wild. I think I forget yep. if it was yep. a bat or a ball, but he had one signed of both Ruth and Aaron. And I was wow. like, that is, that is just Same off ball? the charts. Stuff. I think it was a baseball. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. It was back when they played the Braves the, the first time. Yeah, it was, so it was a baseball. It was a baseball. Yeah. Really cool. That's pretty good. As far as this team is concerned, I mean, right now, you know, Joe and I have been talking about it. Nothing. Is, they're not good at anything. I mean, the defense cost them last night with the void error. The bullpen's been awful. The lineup is just messed up with all the injuries. What is right now your biggest concern about this team as they try to get off this snide of losing 15 out of 19? Well, you know what, I think you're right that obviously, Evan, it's been everything, but I, I, my biggest concern would be uh, the bullpen. And, you know, if you just think back to a game last night where uh, you have your, your big guys at the back end of the bullpen available, ready to go, and you have a four-run lead going into the sixth inning, uh, you know, I'm sure every player on that field and in the dugout was, was thinking this is our night to win a ball game. It's, it's all, you know, right there in front of us. So to see Chad Green struggle and then Adovino come in behind him and he struggled, uh, that's a, that's a gut punch to a ball club. So, uh, I think you have to get those guys going in the right direction. And, you know, listen, this all goes back to part of the starting rotation too. And, you know, in a short season, I kind of understand that a little bit, but these guys aren't going very deep into ball games. So bullpens around the league, uh, are being used a whole lot more. So I'm sure there's some, some overuse, uh, you know, some things like that that are coming into play, but, uh, the strength of this ball club coming in, I think one of the biggest strengths was the bullpen and going through the stretch, they've just struggled. John, what's happening with Sanchez? I mean, it's really it, it's really unbelievable. I mean, the guy's batting like 130. He struck out, you know, I think half or more than half the times he's been up this year. I mean, what has happened to Gary Sanchez? Well, it's, it's, who knows, right? I, I think the only person who knows is Gary and, and what's going through his mind. Uh, when he's at the plate, because, you know, obviously he's been dominated by the fastball. Uh, opposing pitchers are just coming right at him. And, you know, every major league hitter, and, and Gary's no exception, they, you know, you gotta, you got to hit off of the fastball. And I'm sure a lot of this is mental. I'm sure there's a lot of things going through his head, which, you know, every player at some point during your career, if you play long enough, you're, you're going to go through some big-time struggles at the plate. And, uh, to be quite honest, guys, there are a lot of bad thoughts that go through your mind when you step into that batter's box. You, you, you just feel helpless, uh, and I've been there, and I've done that plenty. So I, I thought Aaron Boone made a great decision in giving him a couple of days off. You know, you can say he benched them or, you know, just the, the little mental vacation from it because, you know, that when he was in Baltimore and he struck out the four times and, and we showed him in the dugout and he's shaking his head and you could tell he was just lost. Uh, that's what I saw. I said, you know, this guy just needs a little break here for a couple of days uh, just to try to reset mentally and get back on time. And he's been saying he's 
you know, made some adjustments to hit the fastball better, and we'll watch tonight. So hopefully 19 games left, he's got to try to salvage something. Do you think he's been affected by the fact that even when he's going well offensively, there's this constant criticism about his defense? You know, do you think that when, and look, you know this better than anybody as a catcher, that you've got two huge jobs. It's not only hitting, which he has become kind of a, a big part of this lineup, especially with all the injuries, but, you know, you, you're, you're behind the plate with a lot of importance. Do you think that that has gotten to him, the questions about blocking balls in the dirt, the technique changes about um, framing pitches and whatnot? Do you think that that maybe has added to the offensive struggles he's dealt with this year? Maybe. Uh, you know, I, I do know that, you know, there's a lot to handle back there, obviously, with your defensive responsibilities, and then you're just supposed to go up to the plate and hit like he has his uh, his, his whole career when he's been healthy. So, uh, I wonder maybe with Tanner Swanson, the new catching instructor coming in and they're changing a bunch of things behind the plate, was the focus in spring training and summer camp strictly defensive? And, you know, I, I went and listen, I was never anywhere near the talent that, that Gary Sanchez was. But, you know, I got to a point in my career where offensively I felt pretty, pretty solid. And I actually said, you know, I got to I got to tighten some things up behind the plate and work on my throwing. And I, I concentrated so much on it that spring training ended up having the worst offensive year of my career in 1998. So uh, there is a lot to handle. And I think, you know, maybe from Gary's standpoint, he's been such an offensive force that I, I hate to say it comes easy, but he's so talented offensively that maybe he's just going through a stretch where he's a little bit lost. And uh, unfortunately in a 60 game season, there's just no time to make it back up. So if his focus can be 19 more and then hopefully the playoffs, um, and try to just finish up as strong as he can. But it, he's got to start hitting the fastball because opposing pitchers are coming right at him. You know, last year this team still won 100 games, even with all the injuries they had. You know, they got it from all, all different places, you know, whether it was Ford, whether it was Tachman, you know, whoever it was. Obviously, Gio emerged, and Gio's still been been really good. But you know what, John, watching this team, they, they, miss, they, they really miss Aaron Judge. They really miss Giancarlo Stanton. Uh, I, and obviously, Urshela's hurt right now, but – you know, they miss these guys, and, and I think this is the first time, you know, you're watching a Yankee game and you're saying, you know what, whatever happened last year was a little bit of lightning in a bottle, but they're just not the same team without it, specifically without Aaron Judge in the lineup. I, I could not agree with you more, and, you know, Aaron is just a, you know, a man when you're around him, there's obviously a presence, uh, the way he goes about his business, and, you know, he's the guy that, that – seems to get the big hit when you when they need it so you know when that's out of there obviously you're going to miss some of that but you know last year was so special because guys like labor torres just had an amazing year right right and he right. hasn't been he hasn't been the same type of yep. a player so you mentioned the fords and the talkmans and all these guys who really picked up the slack but you know you, you need your your anchors in there like lameyu who's still having a great year but yep. labor's not quite the same and now gary's not quite the same and then all of a sudden you're asking some guys who, you know, are probably, you know, bench players, maybe to play every day for some other clubs to, to go out there and do it again. And it, it just starts snowball, you know, it just goes down the mountain the wrong way. So as a group, they struggled collectively, offensively. But uh, last night they broke out and still found a way to lose a game. So it's a, a, to say it's a tough stretch is a, obviously a major understatement. Talking to John Flaherty about the Yankees game on the Yes Network tonight, first pitch at 637. Uh, Brian Cashman spoke to the team. What can that do? I mean, as a player, if the GM comes into the locker room 
And, and I'm sure he wasn't yelling at guys. I doubt it. I'm sure it was just, hey, you guys are great. You guys are going to be better than this. You got to play better. But what can a GM coming into the locker room accomplish, in your opinion? Well, I, I think you have to get a little bit deeper into that. Uh, you know, a general manager like Brian Cashman addressing the team and all of his success and, you know, the moves that he's made, I, I think that obviously whatever he said, and it sounds like it was a very encouraging talk, Right. Um, that's going to get your attention as, as a player. You know, the, you know, I think back to my career, I think there was only maybe one general manager who had a meeting, um, and it was in a situation where we were a terrible ball club and there, you know, maybe wasn't a whole lot of positive vibes about the GM. So that meeting didn't go over very well. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. but when you're a man like Brian Cashman and you walk in the room and, and the other part of this, you know, Brian doesn't travel with the club, you know, you know, the past years when I've been on the road with the team, Brian's usually never around. So, the fact that he showed up in Buffalo, I'm sure, got the players' attention. And then the fact that he had a, a meeting today just to kind of encourage everybody, uh, I'm sure, got the players' attention. So we'll see if it makes a difference tonight. But, you know, if Brian wanted to say something, then obviously, you know, he's the man. So it's, uh, it's going to be listened to and paid attention to in that clubhouse and, and hopefully make a difference tonight. Do you, do you think, as we get calls about this all the time, and it's not always the Yankees, sometimes it's the Mets, that, hey, the manager's got to throw a table over. The manager's got to scream. The manager's got to kind of read the players the riot act. Does that work, in your opinion? Not, not only when you played, but in this era of baseball. Do you think something like that actually works? Oh, I, I think that it definitely did back in back in the day, but those days are over. Um, you know, the the managers now that we've seen and, and you hear about communication skills and, uh, you know, all of that stuff, it, that Aaron's just not going to do that. That's not his personality, first of all. He's just a, a, such an easygoing guy and a pleasure to be around. That, that he, I think if he did that and went in there and threw a table and screamed at these guys, it, they, would, they would know that's not who he is. So. Right. Um, I don't think you're going to see anything like that from Aaron Boone or, or any of the managers in today's game. It's just totally different. The players uh, are encouraged like they, they never have been. Um, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's one of the biggest differences in today's game. You know, back in the day, it was if you're not producing, you're out of the lineup and your feelings weren't, you know, your feelings didn't matter. It was how, to, how do we win a ball game? And now it's all about communicating with the players. So uh, we'll see, you know, if they can respond tonight. Assess to me, if you will, John, Garrett Cole to this point. Uh, I would say that with all of our expectations, which probably, to be honest, aren't fair, um, you know, but when you, you see a guy come over with the numbers that he had um, last year and, and you know, the dominance that he had against the Yankees, and, you, know, you expect that to happen every time out. And then when you kind of really break it down, it, that's not fair. And, you know, the problem with Cole right now is I think that he, he's gotten in a situation with a shortened season that he's not going to get on that 10-game run where he's just dominant, and then at the end of the year, the numbers look amazing. So uh, right now, I think it's all about obviously cleaning some things up, uh, getting on the same page uh, with some of his catchers. He's been mentioning maybe pitch selection and sequencing uh, isn't quite where he wants it to be. So I thought those are very interesting comments that, you know, sometimes the game plan that's put in front of you, uh, you know, isn't the one that you actually have the stuff to execute that night. Um, so I, I think he's been he's been really, really good. But I just think the expectations are so high for this guy. And, you know, if he can finish up strong and, 
and pitch into October and win the big playoff games, then that's all that Yankee fans are going to remember and care about, quite honestly. No doubt. That's how he's going to be judged, good or bad. You know, It's like if he went out and won the Cy Young this year and struggled in the playoffs, it would be doom and gloom. If the opposite Absolutely. happens, that's all that matters. What I thought this was an underrated part of last night, because obviously the attention was that sixth inning, which was a disaster. But it was the second straight really mediocre performance by Jordan Montgomery. Obviously had those issues against the Rays, the finale of that series where he didn't get out of the first inning. What have you seen from Jordan Montgomery in the last two starts? Yeah, the the Rays game, I, you know, I just throw that one out, Evan, because that was just, uh, he had nothing. I mean, even that fastball command, he didn't have velocity, change up in the breaking ball, but just not, uh, he didn't have anything to try to get a lineup out. And, you know, I thought last night his changeup was non-existent, you know, which is going to hurt him. Uh, the curveball was a little bit better, but you know when you when you evaluate Jordan Montgomery, what you love about him is he's a, a five pitch guy that can throw any pitch and any count for a strike. And when you take away maybe one or two of those weapons, he becomes a little more predictable because he he doesn't blow you away with his stuff, right? It's not like oh, it's it's electric. It's more the big breaking ball for a strike, and then a good changeup, and then a cutter after it, and then a two seamer. It's a lot of different looks. So uh, unfortunately for him, the last two times. He just hasn't had a very good changeup. A curveball a little bit better last night. So uh, he needs all of his weapons to go out there and navigate a lineup. You know, I want to go back. Uh, again, we're talking to John Flaherty. I want to go back to the Yankee bullpen. What? What? Why have we seen the struggles by, I mean, we like you said, I mean, we've really seen it from everybody. Chapman's given up a couple games. I mean, we go right on down the line. Green's given had some really bad outings where he gave up home runs. You know, yesterday with Adovino, why? Is it just the lack of the depth in the starting rotation, you know, and as far as the length in the starting rotation goes? I, I, that's, that's a part of it. I, you know, I think every case is obviously, you know, it's, it's unique. You know, Chapman coming back uh, from COVID and trying to get himself going and, you know, has had a couple of rough, rough outings with fastball command, which is kind of understandable. Um, you know, Green's the one for me that, that I, you know, the fastball is getting hit a little bit harder than uh, than I remember in the last couple of years, and he's kind of gone to an off-speed game a little bit more. And I don't know if he's kind of caught in between. And you know, last night he's walking a couple of people that, that you just don't see that from Chad Green. So uh, I think the the lack of length from starters is kind of you know it's been a lot of work out of the, out of the bullpen. And Aaron Boone has been very honest and rightfully so that there are days he doesn't have a lot of his arms in the bullpen. Right, so it's, right. it's it's been a struggle, but. You know, Adovino for for me last night did not have his big sweeping slider, which is his best weapon. And I thought him having to come in during an inning when Chad Green was in so much trouble. Uh, you know, the running game is always a factor against Adovino, and I know that teams don't run that much anymore. But you know, you think back to last night, Guerrero Jr. didn't even wait. It was the first pitch he took yeah. off and stole second base, his first stolen base of his career. So I think with uh, with Adam with runners on base, he he pays so much attention to trying to be quicker to the plate, trying to change up his rhythms, and then all of a sudden uh, he's kind of caught in between on what he wants to do. So, but, you know, if the starters go deeper, these guys are going to get a little bit break coming down the stretch, so we'll see if that happens. We'll see if they can turn it around tonight. Jay Happ on the mound against Taiwan Walker. The batting practice show begins in about 10 minutes on Yes Network. The pregame show at 6, first pitch a little after 6.30. John, we always appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. You got it, guys. Talk to Thanks, you. John. John Flaherty of Yes Network. Game tonight, 6.37, pregame at 6, batting practice show at 5.30 on the Yes Network. 
The football season is here, and you can track the latest news, odds, and information at betonline.net. And while stadiums won't be full, game action will be loaded. Which players will step up to lead their team? Is there still a home field advantage? Will offense or defense dominate these early weeks of the season? Follow along at betonline.net as the top teams in football begin their journey to Tampa. Available online or your mobile device. Check out the site today. Bring the game home at betonline.net.